Welcome to the Essay for FAs Acid Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is a sort of part two to Friday's discussion of the economic and social impact of the current crisis. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. On Friday, I attempted to answer a reader's two-part question about how we can view this crisis from a historical perspective, and what might the economic and social consequences be. As I stated in that podcast, I didn't want to come off as a crystal ball gazer, putting an authoritative sounding spin on pure speculation, so I instead offered thoughts that are inferable from human history. A, that there's no past crisis we've not in some way moved on from, and B, that we're likely to see an increase in gambling and borrowing, some of that through the stock and bond markets, as people under severe economic stress look for an easy way out. Today's podcast will take things a step farther, which is to say it is more speculative. It is what I like to call a warning, a constructive effort to get investors to consider the possibilities. What it isn't is a forecast. The economy is just too complex to predict, and even if I turn out to be right about some of this, I'll likely be wrong about some of it too. So please examine what I'm about to say critically. I think last week's stock market run-up was excessive in its euphoria. I expect we'll see some serious backtracking in the near future as each day's economic evidence makes clearer that we've got a long road to hoe. Now that doesn't mean people shouldn't invest in the stock market. I've advised my children, ages 22 and 19, to get started with some aggressive accumulation, as befits their ages. And I think there are opportunities for people my age as well. It all depends on your individual goals and capacity for risk. But here's what I think investors should at least consider today. As I have said often, the stock market often appears very different decade to decade. But I believe that the challenges we face are the consequence of seeds sown in an earlier time. The problems we will have in this coronavirus decade will merely have been triggered by the coronavirus. In other words, the coronavirus will have precipitated the crisis, but the seeds of this decade's crisis will have been sown prior to the outbreak. In short, this may be the decade of a debt crisis, hyperinflation, and a reshuffling of consumer priorities that will have serious impact on investors. In this regard, I commend to your attention an article by my friend and Seeking Alpha contributor, Ron Sears, whose Sunday article makes some similar points. I have come at this independently, but our views complement one another. The problem of excessive debt at every level, the federal government, corporations, households, is well known and needs no review here. I just note that in the past decade, whatever the problem, 
the solution was always more debt. The absurdity of this trend was such that even when the problem was a falling stock market, not the global financial crisis, but the temper tantrums that occurred afterwards, the Fed always seemed ready to come to the aid of investors. Wealthy investors being less wealthy has somehow graduated to being viewed as a problem that must be solved. I don't know for sure what it is that keeps members of the Federal Reserve awake at night, but perhaps one such phenomenon has been the plethora of barely solvent governmental and private pension funds. Many of them have made use of unrealistic return assumptions that has enabled them to not fully fund their obligations. This coronavirus crash makes it hugely harder for them to achieve the necessary returns. We are likely to see some insolvencies. On top of this, with the economy all but shut down for less than a month, government receipts are plunging, as are household budgets, and thus future revenues. All of this comes at a time of a notable scarcity of basic items in grocery stores. Now, the FDA has offered the assurance that grocery store shortages reflect a surge in demand, not a lack of capacity to produce, supply, and deliver. I hope this is accurate. But I wonder, and my reason for wondering is again my expectation that this decade's problems will emerge from the seeds sown in the previous decade. In recent years, we have seen a worldwide increase in economic nationalism, including in the U.S., and a decline in immigration. The coronavirus exacerbates this pre-existing condition. Even if we have a bumper crop, and current expectations are that weather conditions are ideal for record agricultural production, will we have the labor to harvest that crop? And if we do, will social distancing guidelines permit a complete harvesting and supply? America's abundance in food is unmatched by any place in the world, but it bears mentioning that in other places in the world, the produce is rotting on trees and vines for lack of the ability to harvest. This may imply a shortage. I have many times argued, prior to the coronavirus, that investors should seriously consider a back-to-basics theme for the new decade, consumer staples, agricultural commodities, and the like. A squeeze on these items could trigger inflation, and a surge in inflation could prevent the Fed from easing financial conditions, which could trigger a debt crisis. This could have numerous economic and social consequences. Among them, this may be the decade where Americans ditch college. Students are already learning online. They may decide that doing so at a more affordable cost is the way to go. The Zoom boom may also reduce future demand for office space and conferences. Second, despite its reassurances about food, even the FDA acknowledges a shortage of sensitive medical equipment, including respirator masks. This is not a new problem. U.S. manufacturers warned the federal government after the avian flu outbreak in 2004 that the U.S. would be in trouble one day if safety regulations were not eased to increase domestic manufacture of masks. I quote from a 2006 petition to President Bush, quote, The recent experience with SARS showed that countries will embargo exports of respirator masks in the case of a global pandemic, and the U.S. will need its domestic sources for these masks, end quote. Another change this decade, the death of the EU. Italians were dropping dead, and the Germans, initially at least, were withholding protective medical equipment. The point here is that governments are likely to push for nationalistic agricultural and manufacturing policies to make sure their populations have food and vital supplies, like medical equipment, sourced domestically. The result will be a slowing down of global growth and a shift in consumer choices. They'll buy regular beer and not craft brews, regular vegetables and less organic fare, for the cost savings. 
Americans will buy American again, if only because trade barriers will make it costlier to buy imports. I, for one, intend to invest in stocks, but I will bear this background in mind when making investment decisions. I am sure some of what I said here may be off. As noted, I cannot make predictions. My warning, however, is that the new era will take on more of a back-to-basics character, luxuries may struggle, and debt may grow out of fashion. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.